0: Welcome back to episode 58 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast, everyone. We're sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. We're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need from website design, Google Ads, logos, SEO, lead gen, social media, anything you need to build your business, they can help. They handle all the advertising and social media graphics for the podcast. Check them out at bbdigitalmarketing.com. My name is Milton Campus, little horse today. Brown belt, training out of South Florida. You can check me out on Instagram at Uncle or I monitor the Jiu Jitsu Dummies at Jiu Jitsu Dummies. Bo behind the camera. What's up? Just us today, Bo. What? It's just us. And our wonderful guest. We've got a third degree black belt, instructor at Roll Academy in Orland Park, Illinois, and host of the Roll Radio Podcast, Professor Thomas Rosinski. Welcome, Professor.
1: Thank you for having did me. I, get, did I,
0: do, I did the name right. Right, I got it good. You, you, I was, I'm got it right
2: in the money. I was it. practicing I in it.
0: front of the mirror when, <laughs> before, I, before I came out. <laughs> Thank you so much for reaching out to us. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, just uh, it's, I feel like I'm just continuing the conversation uh, because I, like, I felt like I was involved with the conversation in the car ride down. I was watching uh, listening to your interview with Robert Drysdale. So I feel like oh, okay, yes. we're just gonna pick up from where I left off in the car. <laughs> I was just getting to the to, to the meat. I've heard yeah. so much about not to go right into Robert, but I've heard so much about him and you know uh, his documentary. I haven't been I haven't seen it, uh, but uh, was uh, you know kind of uh, very divisive and you know Gracie versus you know kind of the old school what really happened. Uh, so I was just getting to the good stuff. So I wish I had finished it so I can uh, talk to you a l- about it a little bit more, but. Uh, definitely a, a really good interview i was enjoying
2: myself yeah it was a great conversation with with um with 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 robert or drisday i mean what what a unique opportunity on his part to not only spend a couple years to travel the world um but also to kind of try to get to the bottom of this history of jiu jitsu which you know at this point is kind of a you know there's a lot of fog in there. Whether you believe it or not, whichever side you're on, whichever team you're on, it really doesn't matter. You know there are some documented facts that he was trying to unfold. You know, yeah. and I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. the The book is phenomenal. I'll okay. tell you that. If you guys haven't had a chance to read it, please do. Um, but the book is phenomenal, and I'm looking forward to his finished product, the documentary. Is the, when the, when the
0: documentary's
2: out. not out yet? I don't. I don't huh? believe so. Oh, okay. I know he he does talk about it. During our conversation, there, there were some budgetary constraints and other things ah, they ran, okay. ran into from a production perspective. Mm-hmm. I know that it's fully filmed, but I do not believe that it's out yet. So, okay. um, yeah, it's still kind of in progress. Well, I, that's I, probably why I haven't I seen it. <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I was very surprised to hear. Again, I'm, I'm probably halfway through the podcast. I was surprised to hear. I didn't know that he lived in Brazil for so long. You know, he spent uh, his formative years really down in mm-hmm. Brazil. He moved to the U.S. for two years, then went back. So, uh, I think there was a little part of me that you know, when depending on, like you said, depending on who you hear the story from, you know, you hear, oh, Robert Drysdale, he's just bad in the Gracies, and then you hear him talk about it and hear that he was down in Brazil, that he lived there, that he got to speak to some of these grandmasters, was a little bit telling. It's like, okay, wait a minute, there is more to the story here.
2: Yeah, and again, it it it. it... I think we're the way how we should be looking at this, and I, I'm not taking any sides <laughs> here. I wanna make this I wanna make this clear, but it's always interesting, you know, especially from our perspective, individuals who like to talk to others and present this in a very uh, you know open from a very open perspective you know, whether it's true or not, whether you believe it or not, there is somebody telling a story. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's so important for us to listen to that story. And then we can you know, draw our own conclusions, yeah. you know, as as, as, we, as we hear it, as we comprehend it, and all the other things are happening in our heads. But, you know, he spent significant amount of time doing this. And I think there, 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 there is something that needs to be said behind that. So yeah. good for him.
0: You know, we interviewed, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, Richard Bressler. He's one of the uh, I guess considered one of the originals uh, not, sure, not so mm-hmm. sure he's one of the dirty dozen uh, he's not even sure himself <laughs> but when we when we speak to him when we spoke to him uh, he was coming out with his book and you could tell I mean he was trying to be a little diplomatic about it but when you go when we brought up the kind of where going like trying to take him back to Brazil he said really all I can tell you is what Horian told me I I wasn't uh-huh. there. So I can only tell you what, he says it with a smile. I can only tell you what he told me, the stories uh-huh. that I was told as a student, and these are the stories that I was told and, and how, you know, jiu-jitsu grew here in the United States. I was there at the UFCs. I was, you know, backstage. I was in the dressing rooms. I was I was with the fighters. So I can tell you those parts. But, I you know, it seems, and he brought up, actually he brought up uh, Robert Drysdale a couple of times during that interview, and he talks about, like, better men than I have kind of investigated and people are looking into really, you know, kind of the, the backstory to jujitsu. And, and maybe what we hear here isn't all that it's cracked up to be, to take nothing away from the Gracie family though. And again, Robert says it himself on your podcast, I take nothing away. As a matter of fact, I give them more credit, but he's giving uh, more credit to other Gracie's in the Gracie family than just the ones that brought jujitsu here. Am I correct? Without having listened to the finished uh, well, podcast. Y-
2: y- you make a very valid point, And I think, what what's important for all of us to keep in mind is that we all have different ways of interpreting information. We all have our memories is like Swiss cheese, <laughs> you know, we forget things, we add things, we create stories and we create legends and all that. And and big part of jujitsu history is some of that. And listen, I've been a jiu-jitsu only twenty years. All these guys we talk about, they've been on it they've been in that, on that journey for double, not triple. Yeah. So, it, 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 there's something to be said to listening to these individuals. Whether you agree with them or not, it is part of the history. You you mentioned Horion. I had a conversation with Horion We had him on a podcast. We heard his side of the story. You know, we had Chris Howder, who is Dirty Dozen. We have yeah. Roy Dean, who is right directly, directly connected to Dirty Dozen. I mean, all these guys played a fundamental role um in, in Jiu-Jitsu and Jiu-Jitsu history into what we know Jiu-Jitsu today. So I, don't, I think in general, it's unfair to say something like, "He is wronged, he's not." Safe. Mm-hmm. All of us play a significant role in it and a little part in it. you know? It, it, are they, is there a room for error? Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. I think all of them, you know, like all these guys, you know, th- there's a little uh, embellished story here and there because <laughs> of fa- family dynamics and stories and legends and all that. I, it's all of it. But I think most of it is true then you know then it's not and, yeah. and I think for everybody to listen to these conversations it, it's it's a critical component of our training. Yeah like we should know where we came from. We should know where all this originated you know and, and I think a lot of people do think that Brazilian jiu jitsu was invented in Brazil which is which is really not the case. You know there is more to it. There, it. it is not just one path. There are multiple paths to to get it the way we have it today. You know, and the, there were these big pillars and milestones throughout the history that get us. Th- those got us to where we are. Yeah.
0: My wife and I have that argument all the time, like the perception we could be having an argument, and I say it one we we have this we were at, we saw the same exact thing, yeah, and we perceive it two different ways, and it's like no, but I didn't see it that way, or I might have said something, she might have said something. So we have that argument yeah. all the time.
2: I I tell my students this all the time, and like literally all the time. If you got hundred black belts in one room and asked them to teach the same technique, you would get hundred different versions. Mm-hmm. And it's not that any of them are wrong. just their interpretation of this simple motion is so different than a person next to them. and then you add a complexity of people who receive that information, and this this one thing just literally got got, got multiplied in so many different ways, so many different directions, right? And I, in a sense, I think that's the beauty of jiu-jitsu. I was going to say, know? that's the beauty of this whole thing. The, the, you, know, the, you know, are there things that we do wrong in jiu-jitsu? Absolutely. Don't take me wrong. Like, there are things that there are big no-nos. But in general, everybody can interpret things differently. Mm-hmm. And as long as you understand mechanics and why things work, that, yeah. that, that that's why we are on the man. That That's mm-hmm. what's very flexible and fluid about jiu-jitsu.
0: I agree. I've cited this example when I first started as a white belt. One of my very first training partners was 400 pounds. He was a 400 pound man, very tall, large man. And we would have to figure out every move a little bit differently, especially if he was on his back. Mm -hmm. Everything was just a little bit different for him. And we would work it, but I would, it would polish my technique, helping him work on his technique. I would remember where my foot had to be, but his foot might have to be just slightly different or his mm-hmm. arm had to be different. Or, hey, he just knew he couldn't be on his back. It was very difficult for him to move and sit up. He couldn't He couldn't do that. But we would figure out the technique. And, you know, t- on a smaller scale, you know, what I can do at 230 pounds, or I should probably say somebody at 150 pounds could do a lot more with their body than I could at 230. At 48 years old, at 230 pounds, it's just a different type of jujitsu. Like, you know, so Absolutely. to your point of, just a million different ways to do it. Yeah, I agree.
2: A hundred percent. And you know, often we get ourselves in these, these train of thoughts where this guy is much stronger and much bigger than me, and they have all this advantage. And one could argue this person who's smaller has more advantage than a guy who's bigger. Like these are endless. I actually had this conversation last night at the academy with some of my students. And we were talking about one of our guys 6'6 and about 180 pounds so he's a Mm. toothpick and tall like crazy you know and everybody has a hard time with him for obvious reasons his unusual body but at the same time we have some females who are literally hundreds 100 pounds soaking wet five one, and they introduce different challenges you know they find small spaces the spaces that (laughs) i can't see that you can't see it's 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 not that one is better than the other we all have advantages and disadvantages the moment we understand how we work and how our body can, can maneuver through these dynamics, this is where we start progressing tremendously in a very fast pace. Yeah. But if we fight those, this is where things like plateau or this doesn't work for me, or jujitsu is complicated. I don't understand. This is where these all these excuses are starting coming into place because we simply don't know how to use the tools? Yeah. We're trying to use a flathead screwdriver to to put a Phillips screw in. I mean, it's just a different tool. You can't. It's not going to work as well.
0: So, do you? Uh, you know, we're going to take a step back, and we're going to get more to about instructing and teaching and the content that you put out. But let's talk yeah. about your background in jujitsu. Um, I hear uh, you know a little bit of an accent. <laughs> where 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 are you from originally? How did you make it to the United States? And were you doing jujitsu here? Did you start Jiu-Jitsu here or, or, or in your home country?
2: Yeah. Are you ready for this? It's like the most boring story in the world. <laughs> <Let's hear laughs> You're it. sure you want to go in that direction? The short no, version listen. then. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I, I was born in Poland. Um, I, I came to States um, with my father or my father initiated that, that idea. I came here um, in my teens. I did not start Jiu-Jitsu until I was 20. Actually, 22. I started at in uh, 2000. Year 2000, I started with Carson Gracie Sr. I was one of the mm-hmm. fortunate guys who, um, you know, had the privilege to to train and 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 be mentored by, um, you know, one of the best of the best. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, Carson, rest in peace. I love the man. He was phenomenal, phenomenal human being. Um, you know, and, and he gave you and your, and your so black belt
0: good. too, right? You not only train under. No, not had, quite. Not oh, quite. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, my journey was was very, um, very, very kind of a lot of turns, okay. a lot of turns, you know. And 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 um, unfortunately, he passed away when I was a blue belt, oh, okay. um, you know. And and so uh, and at, at that point, uh, between family and moving and other things, you know, my my judo journey turned tur- tur- took t- several directions, tur- turned several different ways. You know, um, you know, but I'm glad that I didn't stop. Often this is the reasoning why people, you know, question whether they should continue simply because of life. Life is not simple. Um it, it shouldn't be. Life is complex, full of obstacles, and we just need to figure out how to do it. And I'm glad I didn't because now I have the opportunity to actually teach and, and relay some of the knowledge and experience and stories and hang out with you guys. I mean mm-hmm. Think about it. If I didn't yeah. know Jesus, I wouldn't be, you know, hang out with you famous people. Just took so. a turn for the yeah. worse. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you had to, we had to put you through this.
2: <laughs> You're in a bad neighborhood
1: now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. The regrets begin. Right, uh, But, but you know, so, yeah, I got here to States, you know, as I was a teen, I went through a no more education, reaction routes. You know, I went through my corporate um, career life, if you will, you know. I, w- I was in technology. I was um, uh, in typical co- corporate career climbing ladder, amazing things. And I know. <laughs> well, why,
0: I just resigned is- from my corporate job two weeks ago. Well, congratulations to do this full time. Exactly
2: how you yeah, feel to so. do this
0: full time, and I opened up my marketing company again. But uh, it's it's a different world when you're doing it for yourself. So, so anyway, so I get it. It's just like, ah, uh, that world is just at, at 48, it was just, I was done. I was, I just told Bo, when I walked into the studio today, I said, I don't know, am I semi-retired because I have so much control over my time. <laughs> I'm working a full day, but I'm working a full day on things that I love, helping people that I know, helping yeah. with their businesses. And then, you know, okay, I'm coming down to do a podcast. So It's just a different world, but not I did it. It got me to where I am now. I've learned a lot, but I've never go back never ever go back well
2: to that. interestingly you say this because uh, i think a couple weeks ago i had a conversation with one of my students and they asked me hey listen this pandemic thing it was hard on everybody blah 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 and we started talking about just business items related to pandemic and the impact that it had and at some point he asked me I was like would you ever consider going back if the academy went down you know if it didn't recover and i said there's two problems with this question one the academy never is going down okay it's just <laughs> it's not happening okay but two i would not go back i would yeah. like it's just not happening and and you bring up some a very valid point there's something satisfying about working for yourself and doing what you love and putting a lot of passion into mm-hmm. um into the things that you really you know are excited to to wake up to and and go to work and do it and 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 just work with people and so on and um it, do you think it's more work to work for yourself or, or you, I, you don't know yet? Uh, you just quit.
0: I've owned businesses before and I had a marketing company for eight years before I closed, went to another marketing company for six. And now I'm back on my own. But yeah, I, I know where you're going. The set, I, I work more and I work more in any given day, but I get to take the breaks that I want. I get to stop when I want and be, there's a certain satisfaction when you're doing it for yourself Oh yeah. Then when you're doing it for somebody else, there's just the, the your your heart, your mind is more full, um, and even when it's hard, it's very satisfying. Just like jujitsu, right? Even when it's hard, mm-hmm. it's extremely satisfying. Satisfying if you stick it out through the adversity. So I was lucky enough again that I did this before. So for me, it was just like flipping a light switch and going back. And actually, I'm doing it in a way where it's even easier than I did it before. I learned the mistakes that I made, and now I'm doing it differently. But yes, it's, it's, uh, I, my wife said it to me, she's like, but you worked so much more when you're, when you do it for yourself. And I said, yeah, but it's so much, it's so much more satisfying and already, you know, just gaining time back being at my weekends are off. Now we used to, we used to record on Saturdays exclusively, no more Saturdays unless a guest needs to. Now we're doing it during the week, you know? So now, you know, I spent the entire weekend with my wife and Halloween and, you know, doing things around the house. So I might work a little bit more during the average day, but, you know, I've gained my weekends back. So that's a that's a win win for me.
1: It's definitely. It's well, definitely. congratulations to you. That's thank that's you, amazing. That's an amazing
2: point to be in.
0: So so go back now. So what, what did you do? You said you were in technology. What did you do specifically?
2: You know, it, 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 I started as a typical uh, computer, you know, troubleshooting uh, help desk uh, phone call, you know. Oh, oh exciting um, stuff. Person. <laughs> oh it, yeah, no. Well, listen, I was stoked back then because I was young. But as <laughs> as things progressed, you know, I got into deeper into corporate management and and stayed still within within the technology team. So we were in charge of you know, networking, network devices, data centers, things of that nature. So it was a lot of geeky stuff, um, you know, as things were unfolding. But you know, overall. Um, you know when when you have an account acad- and I opened an academy, so the kind of backtracking here to create a full story. I mean, i op- I opened an academy while I was in corporate. and we I opened an academy knowing that at some point this will convert. Um so so the thought of my mind of leaving corporate was always there. We just didn't know when, you know the, there was strategic approaches and 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 really planning and and making everything had to make sense simply mm-hmm. because this was the only income in my house. So I always, my wife stayed home with, with, with kids, and you know, I was I was the one who was supporting her financially. So there was no room, there was minimal room for error, and there was not much wiggle room as far as you know, a dollars, if you will, to convert between a brand new academy, you know, that kinda sorta worked, and then you mm-hmm. know, a corporate job that was very nice and cushy and was bringing a stable, stable, stable insurance, stable benefits, and stable check every single, um, every single week. You know, so, you know, thanks to my wife. You know, I, I we all now looking in retrospect, you know, she tells me flat out that she was just a little naive and she has no she had no idea what we were getting into. I She would never agree to it. My like, wife says know, that about say,
0: marrying me, period.
1: You don't know until <laughs> yeah, you do. So, so right. <laughs> <I'll get> into? <laughs>
2: but it all worked out well you know um and you know now we have you know we are in a very fortunate place to 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 have an academy and you know full of students and despite of the obstacles of last couple years you know things are going well how many how old are your kids so i have three i have two-year-old four-year-old and then 13 year old okay so um you know the little ones are definitely challenges on their own and and we love them but if you ever you know looking for two extra kids i we can negotiate <laughs> sometimes it's you know they, they they are a handful two two Sorry. two and four boys oh man uh,
0: uh, uh, what about the oldest girl oh yeah.
2: no it's a boy I, oh, all boys. three
0: boys oh
2: boy all three right boys Mm-hmm. Your wife's oh, gonna love that. Nothing
1: to worry about there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you got three Dude, girls, yeah. then you're just like, Oh my god, every are day they, is like- are
0: they training are they at least the the oldest one or the oldest two? Are they uh they, do you have they, on
2: they're trained. The little one doesn't. The little one doesn't be too young. I mean we we you know we grapple at home, we do. He knows what jiu jitsu is, you know. For yeah. him, jujitsu is is tickles and being you know on <laughs> top control and kind of moving around <laughs> yeah. and rolling tickles. and all that. So he's getting into it, you know, but you'll play um,
0: you're playing jujitsu. Right now. Absolutely. Because,
2: yeah. Absolutely. That's you know, right. and, you know, for kids particularly, I think that's a huge, huge um, important factor. You know, for kids, jujitsu needs to be fun. Yeah. It has to be fun. It cannot be a chore. It cannot be a push. You know, it's not about precise me- mechanics and techniques. It's all about fun. Yeah. You know, as they bridge into their teens, and I, then we can talk about a little bit more specific, more more responsibility. But it's more about life and having fun, yeah. you know, uh, at least in my mind.
0: I agree. You know, I, I always think back to uh, and I've cited this on a few podcasts. Uh, Henner and Heat on, you know, the, the Gracie's, they said mm-hmm. when they were little that their dad would play jujitsu with them. They were never forced yeah. to get on the mats as little kids. It was, you know, playing, passing the guard and just playing in the house, which led to the interest and then. You know, I'm sure at a point yeah. it was like, you know, you know, you're coming into the academy to do this. Yeah, one.
2: there comes yeah. that point.
0: But they they don't uh, I don't think they ever remember being forced to do jujitsu. It was the family business and it was fun and play time with daddy. And then it grew mm-hmm. into what it is now. So. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, I'm waiting. I I have two girls. I have a 27 year old. I have a 17 year old. Uh, my daughter, when I uh, first relationship, I wasn't married. Uh, and then my wife has a stepdaughter. So I've never had a. Uh, not gonna. We're not having any any more kids, <laughs> and I don't have little boys. I'm waiting for the grandkids. I'm waiting for uh, my oldest to uh, finally get married and, and give me a grandson, so that I can, or granddaughter, so that I can send them the, uh, you know, the little ghee, and then get them down here to Florida <laughs> and start training. You know, that's, that's what right. I'm waiting for. Hey, Thomas, give me a second. I want to shout out our uh, some of our other sponsors, and uh, and then we'll come right back to you. Uh, DD214 Fightwear at DD214 underscore Fightwear. Gear for the war on PTSD. Get 15% off your online order at DD214BJJ.com and use code JJD. Huge shout out to Flow and Roll at Flow underscore N underscore Roll on Instagram. Get 20% off your online order, uh, for ra- t-shirt, rash guard, or gi order with code JJD at FlowandRoll.com. Check out their Instagram for their custom no gi and gi kits. Awesome stuff.
1: Is that their hat? That's
0: anything? their hat right there. Yeah, right. That's, uh, that's a flow and roll hat. He's got a whole new line coming out for 2022. So actually, excuse me, I keep on messing that up. It's not 20% off. It even it was 30% for October. It's 40%. For November? For November.
1: No Forgotten. kidding. Sorry, Sean. So by December, he's just giving with everything
0: code away. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Let's see. Well, listen, Christmas is coming. Merry you know, Christmas. Pick up your gear. Uh, they do great uh, like embroidered belts as well. So... Uh, welcome to our newest sponsor, Feito IT and AV. They specialize in commercial and residential automation, uh, alarm systems, CCTV. I've uh, been hooking them up with gyms that I know and, and people in South Florida. Really, they service all of Florida. Uh, so check them out at feitoitav.com.
1: And they're, right? they're, Let them know the dummy sent you. They're cutely ugly.
0: <laughs> they're cutely ugly. <laughs> don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share wherever you're watching or listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell uh, on the page and get notifications each time we launch a new video. Yeah. I didn't want to knock anything over, so I couldn't hit the bell today. So sorry about that. That's why I'm here. All right, guys, let's get back (laughs) at it. Thomas, I appreciate your patience. So let's go back. So you, we, we kind of got, we started on to the, uh, how'd you get it started with, uh, in in jujitsu, you were, you were talking about your corporate job. When did the jujitsu actually come? Like what, what was, what was going on in your life? And did you just start training? Were you looking for exercise? Did somebody recruit you? Give it kind of tell us the story.
2: You know, it, it is actually it's actually a very funny story, funny, entertaining. Let's just say that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was my life at that time was in a very unique state where um, I call it fluffy, Thomas. Um, you know, th- th- there was a th- there was definitely <laughs> a, a thought. I up. just got that. I, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm trying to be very politically correct so i don't bruise my own ego you know what i mean but uh uh it, you know exercise really was not on the on the on the on, on a daily routine or a daily to do you know there was definitely some weight um weight struggles um you know it's just not any type of exercise or activity was not on my um in, in part of my life however um my boss at that time, um, he was blue belt, training at Carson yeah. Gracie Senior, and you know he was one of my best friends to this day. Uh, shout out to Eric, by the way. Um, but you know he he kept poking me, and he was like the annoying poke, you know, like hey, just take a look at this. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what do you think about this? You know, and he used to train during our lunch, so he started his work like a couple hours earlier, so he can take longer lunch. And the, every day he passed by my desk, with his bag and the belt was sticking out of the bag. The gi was sticking. I think he did it intentionally. He claims he didn't, <laughs> but I think he did. You know, and day, I see the belt day, dragging
0: like five feet behind him. Uh-huh. Like, I bet oh, yeah. it wasn't it's, washed. He walks by and it's still dragging <laughs> on the floor. And I bet it wasn't oh, yeah. washed.
2: And like I remember, he came back and he's like, "Oh man, that was a good training." You know, and and he claims it was not intentional, but I think it was. You know, and, it, and 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 I was like, just leave, I, I don't want to hear it, you know, leave me alone, <laughs> blah, 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 whole thing. and and just to frame this, for, the, for, for for guys who are listening right now, Google didn't exist back then, or if it did, nobody knew about it. I remember there was a Yahoo search, there, there was no YouTube, there was no videos, there was no DVDs that didn't exist, or barely existed. There were a couple books, but that's about it. I remember there was one website, it was called bjj.org. I, I don't think it exists. I and mean, I didn't check it, but I don't think it exists. But it was like five pages. That's it. And it was static pages, text only, you know. But anyway, he goes like, just check it out. Just go here. Check it out. And he kept poking me. And this Tilcon, kind this went on for months, you know. And then finally, one day, I was like, you know what? Just leave me alone. Fine. I'll go. I'll, I'll Just leave me alone. I don't <laughs> want to talk about this. What do I do? Where do I go? What, what do we do? Right. And, 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 and we went and 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 I was hooked. And I was hooked.
0: Was it immediate and, for you? Uh, was it was it that immediate? Was it like, oh well, okay, I'm gonna back. The story gets
2: deeper. Yeah. The story gets deeper <laughs> okay. because he takes me he takes me to Carson Gracie Academy for first time, my first time there. And you know, I walk in and remember, I, I have no idea what jujitsu is. I have no idea who Carson is. And I have you're fluffy no and you're anything. fluffy.
0: So what we're saying is you and were I'm a big fluffy. dude. And you I'm were big dude, a big dude, you like, were a little <laughs> overweight.
2: I'm like two, two, Oh yeah, like, like two twenty-five, two thirty, somewhere there. Okay, and and it's and it's it, you know it, it's it's fluffy, so it, it's it is what it is, right? So I, I I go there and and you know we changed, you know I got this ghee that's you know doesn't fit and all that. My belt is like cricket tied and all that, you know tied up here like right <laughs> and with, under your boobs, uh, I, I, real I, high. Listen, make fun of me because that, you you've got the full visual. Right now, okay? uh. We. So we we get to the to the mat, you know, and, and the first thing that I notice is old man sitting in a corner, and I noticed and I noticed him, you know, but I don't know who he is, you know, and he goes, oh hi 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 come 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 come, you know, and like, you know, if you don't know Carson, he spoke maybe twenty English words, that's <laughs> it, but a lot of passion, so it was very visible, very welcoming, you know, and then he. And he goes, come, sit, 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 sit here. So I sit next to him, and, you know, and he shows me some, we talk, the, and then class starts. And then at some point of the class, he pairs me up with Miguel Torres. And I, I don't know if you know who Miguel is, but Miguel, Miguel is about 130 pounds, professional fighter, you know, WEC, UFC, you know, in the later times. But, you know, one of the pioneers. And back then, he's a blue belt Again, 130 pounds. I'm 100 pounds over him. And the first thing in my mind is like, well, I'm going to smash that dude. Well, was I wrong? Yeah. Let me tell you. Next thing, I don't remember anything. It was like a blur. <laughs> I remember I was tapping from things. I didn't even know what was going on. And the next thing, I remember sitting in a locker room and I sat down on one of those wooden benches. You know, I sat down and and, and I and I'm thinking, like, what in the world just happened to me? And, and and then next thought was, I have no clue, but I need to figure this out. And and there was a very fundamental moment in my mind in, in that time in my mind, because I had no clue what was going on. But it was so intriguing to me that a person who was literally hundred pounds lighter than me was able to submit me. And I'm not saying once or twice, it, it had to be numerous times during that, 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 that period of the short period of time. <laughs> and from that point, I was hooked. I, I was hooked. I, 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 you know, I started coming back and, and I, I was at it and I I lost, uh, I, I went down to 160 within a year. Wow. And, 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 you know, it, it, it just became, I was addicted. I was hooked. I was hooked to the point where, you know, my work, turned around the training i had to adjust my work schedule, just like eric did and everything and i was hooked and it, there was no getting rid of it and then you know 20 years later i'm i'm here
0: i think i i'm, I'm trying to think of miguel torres it's is he miguel angel torres angel, miguel yes angel, okay. yes now i, I know yeah. who he is you got that that really yep. good looking mullet Yep. Yeah, but, oh yeah. Yeah. To, d- to, this <laughs> to this day.
1: I
2: know I who he is. He's a
0: tough guy. He's a small
2: guy, you know, thin. Really, yeah. really slim. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. 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 So if you moment. wanna hear if you wanna hear his perspective on that day, we had him on a podcast. Like he actually yeah. talks about it. He 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 busts my balls like there's no tomorrow. But <laughs> <laughs> there there's that. So
1: Hey everyone, thanks for watching. If you're enjoying the show, please help us thank our sponsor at Fight back CBD. We couldn't do this without them. Head over to their website at fightbackcbd.com. Check out their growing line of CBD products and find the solution that's right for you. That's fightbackcbd.com. And get 20% off your purchase with discount code JJD. Also, check them out on social media at fightbackcbd. Now back to the show.
0: So how long have you had the gym now? How long has the gym been open? Um, and you, you you own Roll Academy, correct?
2: Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Roll Academy is my 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 academy. Um, we the doors officially opened in 2015. So okay. what about six years now? Okay. Um, the yeah, we've been actively open. The doors opened. A class first class took place in 2015. Somewhere around that time, beginning of 2015, it's been it's beautiful six years. Um, you know. We 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 I love it. I, I, I would not change it. Tell me
0: about the because it's R O L, but it's got that nice little symbol over the over the O. Yep. W- what's the meaning behind the way that you spell role? Is that a throwback to to Poland? Is that
2: the the way? No, actually, so, so so it's interesting. It, it is a you know you might actually appreciate it because this was purely marketing marketing move on our part. You know we wanted when we were creating this part of the business model was to really stand out, be unique. Uh, create something that people can very quickly remember, very recognizable, mm-hmm. you know, stand out from the crowd essentially, you know, and and we had a diff- most difficult time coming up with a name. I was very particular about not putting my name on the academy. I wanted to be something unique, something that carries on beyond me. I wanted to create something larger than just me. And so we kept you know we went through hundreds of different names and and when we got the name we looked at the domain domain wasn't available Mm -hmm. so we scratched the name like it, it 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 was it was just a chaos and at some point and we kept coming back to rolling 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 but rolling was so common you know so um my partner at that time you know he started googling and looking at things and and he found that somewhere in the old English, that very very old English, um, rolling as a, as a rolling down the hill was spelled R O L with apostrophe right right across. And he goes, what about that? I was like, well, nobody's gonna be able to freaking duplicate that. I mean, that's clear. So boom, and we stuck with it, you know. And so it happened that rollacademy.com was available, and all the other domains that we had were available, and. You know, all the social media kind of popped up right there. So it, it was it was kind of a win the moment we hit it, it was done. And then, you know, th- things like, you know, I'm going to roll, you yeah. know, it, it, may, it just took a different meaning, you know, yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it, was a, roll,
0: it was going to a a roll, going to roll Academy. Uh,
2: yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it, it was very catchy, very quick you know very recognizable and that was our goal and you know it works i like yeah, it. I do there like it. yeah so
0: from a marketing standpoint yeah. it absolutely serves i figured out how to type it now too right if i hold down <laughs> if i hold down the O oh, on my mac oh you know, yeah yeah I know, then i, I can know. click it <laughs> <coughs> so yeah. when does when does what comes first the podcast or i you know that you have uh you know your youtube channel where i see that you're doing a lot of technique videos what came first was it the technique videos and then the podcast, or or vice versa?
2: They somewhat came around the same time. So i I guess the videos always came first. They just became more visible um in the last two years. So from the very beginning, we were shooting um curriculums for our students. We shot instructionals for instructors. Mm-hmm. We, we shot, you know, anything that we were able to shoot, we were shooting things like seminars and and workshops. You know, we always shot it behind the scenes with a thought of at some point we're going to use this, mm-hmm. you know, about, I think, three years ago, um, we built um, RollAcademy.tv, which is our online platform which start hosting all these videos, you know, and from that point on, this thing start growing, you know, and now now it's pretty big. There's over 600 videos there, plus the YouTube channel. So it, there is a quite sizable collection of data that, that students can actually access and use as a, as a supplemental tool to um, to learn the Jiu-Jitsu, you know. Um, podcast was honestly pure boredom. Um, it, it was one of those <laughs> silly ideas that, yeah, I'll tell you. And, and, and if Gary is listening to it, he's going to appreciate it. He's, <laughs> Is He's my, my co-host on, on our, our podcast. But one day, literally, I showed up. And, I, you know, it, he will tell you and my wife will tell you, I'm in the tours for having an idea, sitting on it for a month or two, not telling anybody. And when it makes sense in my head, then I tell everybody, but it's already done. The decision has mm-hmm. been made. Okay? Like, whatever, whether they like it or not, it's already done.
0: I'm, I'm the same way. I'm exactly the same so, way.
2: And Gary knows that, you know? And, and then one day I come to Gary and I say, hey, Gary, what do you think we do? So this is in the middle of pandemic, right? So Academy shut down. You know, we're doing Zoom classes, you know, which everybody wasn't so fun of and everything like we' we're trying to continue the jujitsu culture with the difficulties of pandemic not being able to do things or certain things, right? So I come to Gary and I say, Gary, what do you think if we did a podcast? You have a podcast. What for? What are we going to do that for? You know, and, and I was like, well, it's kind of too late because I already op- ordered the equipment. He's going to be here this week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing it. And anyway, so <laughs> we did episode one. We did episode two. We did episode three, five, ten, fifty and, and so on, you know. But then deeper we got into it, you know, more both of us, him and I, we both, we acknowledged that it was one of the best decisions that we've made simply because we we have this privilege to talk to some of these guys that not many people have have ability to talk to Mm -hmm. and and hearing their story their perception their their interpretation of jujitsu how that impacted their life and if so it happens those stories impact somebody else well then let it be it's couple hours of our day and you know honestly i learned more from these lessons just like listening to these guys that i would ever came up in my in my in my own head so it's a win-win to everybody
0: yeah that's all tell me a little bit about his name gary right your co-host was uh yeah. I, I think i saw on your website he's a coach he does, does your kids classes there
2: he, he does our kids classes yes was
0: he a student uh, you know typical right student comes up in your <coughs> under your tutelage and then takes over the classes that would happen
2: yeah you know it's um I took i took the same approach that eric took with me okay and 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 gary i don't know if gary's gonna be happy telling this story but it is too, it's too late it's happening now so uh, <laughs> i'm I'm gonna blame you guys for this okay uh, um the you know Gar- gary had um gary's been in um had his normal career um and 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 working with animals and helping helping animals and and and, and things that he was doing um, but it was an ideal position for him in in this point of life. You know, he traveled a lot to his work. um, you know, I believe it was over an hour, hour and a half each way. Mm. You know, so there was a significant amount of time spent in the car. And you know, as he was coming to me and 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 I saw the struggles, you know, and there was an opportunity for him to get involved with in the academy. um you know, and and we start talking about it, and, you know, at some point it started making sense. And at some point, you know, he he, you know, he, he he thought this would be a good idea, and honestly, even though you know he might not hang out with me every single day, <laughs> I, think, I think it was a good choice. I think so. He's was, he, was he a friend a
0: first, or was he a student? Was he a student?
2: He was a student or, first. A student no, first, he was a okay. student first. He was a student first, and the relationship has grown, um, significantly over over few last few years, especially now that he's made tremendous strides. I mean, I really think, despite of his short jujitsu relatively short jujitsu journey he he's you know he he became such a huge leader for the kids such a huge impact on these kids that um you know now i think it would be really difficult to replace him. um you know the the impact that he makes daily on on you know those kids from freaking three years old all the way up to the teens is is um you know, it's tremendous. So
0: what I talk a lot about in my life, I've always been somebody who liked to train, to teach and whatever I did. I always wanted to be the manager, whether I was working in a pizzeria or working a corporate job, I always wanted to move up and teach other people how to do what I did. And, um, was there, what, what was your reason for opening up the gym? Was it the love of jiu Was it the love of teaching? Is it both? What led to that that decision? Because you said you did both of them at, at a point when you were working your normal job. What led to that decision to open the academy?
2: Um, so I think it was a combination of things. It, it definitely was not me waking up one day and say, oh, I'm going to open an academy and let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, as I was going through the Jiu Jitsu journey from early on, I, I saw the opportunity to relay the knowledge to others, I, I looked up to my instructors, and I always thought to myself, this is so awesome. You know, you come into this room of 20, 30, 50 people, and they all look at this one guy, and he is so good at this you know, like I really would like to be that good. And I never thought about teaching per se. I just wanted to impact people in a way, you know what I mean? And as things went on, you know, I think that thought always shifted away from me simply because, you know, there were responsibilities, you know, you you have family, you have house, you have cars, you have things, you have bills you have to pay. And, you know, it's like, it's, training is great you show up you you check in you check out you go home you do your thing you know but at some point um in my career you know i felt that you know this actually could work you know and these it wasn't necessarily the opportunity but it was more like a dreaming if you will you know but it, it became so real and and so close that i actually started looking at this and and you know me and my partner at that time we start talking about it. well what if what, what if we did this you know and there's a very dangerous conversation from a business perspective when you when you're dreaming but you don't have a tangible plan you know and and so from very beginning you know we said and obviously these tough conversations with with my wife and it's like hey listen you know what if we open academy and then she's like oh what are you gonna do and doesn't and that oh yeah sure go ahead and do it you know and. Yeah. Um,
0: that goes back to what you said back. before. if she really knew what she was uh, getting herself
2: into. No, 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 right now. Right now it would be like pff, no. 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 Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: planted yeah. the seeds to I knew I was leaving my I knew I was going to leave my job. We
1: had like a year put, ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I should say when when Bo and I, who's sitting behind the, the, the boards here, when Bo and I first started this when we put out the first and second episodes, because I think we filmed—did we film two in a day that one time? A couple uh, in the Something beginning, like, like we filmed yeah, yeah. like two a, a day. Couple. Yeah. When we put those out, they were well received, and we did a good like run-up. I call it like the the trailer to the movie. We had t-shirts out. We were giving stuff away on RIG before we even had. We had like a little dress rehearsal. Just got the crew together to see what this was going to be. It was like five people sitting around talking about jujitsu, and when we put those out, it. It was so well received. I said, "I think we have." I looked at us. I think we have something here, and that's when when my mind went to, Uh could this be a full time thing? That's uh, this May will be really or April when we started it. This April will be three years we've been doing it. So I knew early on. So there was that seed, but in the mid, probably one year into the pandemic is when I said, "I I got to get out of. I didn't like working at home." my role changed. I didn't like what I was doing, you know, get on the phone and like phone times being monitored through the company. I just didn't like it. It's not what I thrive on doing. I thrive on teaching, teaching my clients about their marketing, how I can help them. And I, so I knew, I knew it was coming. So fast forward, my wife and I were buying a house. We were selling our house and buying a bigger home and went, I knew I wanted to leave, but we were already looking for the house. And I think at that point, we had already put a deposit on the house. If it wasn't that we had put the deposit, I would have stopped the process, stayed where we were, and I would have left my job back then because I just couldn't take it. It was like unbearable. I'm literally sitting at a desk all day, hunched over, back hurting, headaches at the end of the day, not really liking what I was doing, you know? So I started planting that seed. I knew, I said, babe, we put that deposit on the house. I'm going to give it a few months, but after we close, I'm going to start either looking or I'm going to leave. And I got things, the wheels were set in motion. So when it happened, she was just like, all right, we've been talking about this for a year. So, so she knew, but if it wasn't for that, I would probably, if it was just a last minute thought and I didn't have the podcast and other things planned out, I wouldn't have been able to, she would have said, no, get up. You have to go to work, get on that phone. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. What? I mean, th- those are, you know, those are, and I'm sure you can appreciate it. Those are, those are tough decisions yeah that we all have to make and i think i think we all find ourselves in those those tough spots whether it's jujitsu work professional you know health you know family decisions we all make we all need to make tough decisions i think sometimes we are too reserved to understand what will it take to follow that dream and sometimes it's really not that hard you know some i mean don't take me wrong starting a business is not an easy task and you you know that you 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 can appreciate that but I think more often than not we disregard the dream we disregard the idea because we don't even know where to start yeah like we, we don't even I'm going to get to it
0: to- most people it's like right.
2: I'll get to it exactly. it'll
0: happen I'll I'll exactly. see it you know one day I'll like I'll see the opportunity and they put it off and they put it off and then they never do
2: it yeah so you know, I can relate to your story completely because it took us it took us a year before we opened the doors. You know It took us a year. The LLC was established. Everything business plan was, business plan was written. Everything was done. It took us a year because we wanted to find the location that we wanted to be. We wanted to f- make sure that all the agreements were in place. We wanted to make sure that curriculums are written. We want to make sure that we, when we start. This is gonna work because there was only one path, and it was only forward. Because I knew the moment I started this academy, I am not closing it down. I have to actually at some point leave my corporate job. And this thing better be working good enough where I can leave the job. Otherwise, you're working 14, 16 hour days. Yeah. Like my my wife can testify this because I was one freaking cranky dude for a couple of yeah. years, <laughs> leaving my leaving my home and at six o'clock in the morning and not coming back until midnight and there was non-stop it was with a simple goal of that conversion to take place so um i can completely appreciate everything that you're saying because it's it's a grind yeah. but if i ask you right now would you go back Hell Same No, thing. Hell i don't no. care I, I would do it over again yeah
0: I don't care how to, you know, to
2: go back.
1: That was the loudest I, head shake I'm, I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm two weeks in. I'm two weeks. Again, I I, I jokingly am calling it semi-retired. I'm working. I, I work. This is work, but it's more fun work. Uh, and again, the marketing, I, I thrive on, on helping people. And I happen to be helping people that I know, which is even more fulfilling. But yeah, I, I wouldn't go back. And, and look, I, I, all joking aside, I worked with some really great people. The company treated me great um, COVID changed everything. The, mm-hmm. again, my role changed having to stay home. I don't mind working at home. I built my businesses at home. I've done that before, but it was, you know, I didn't have the freedom that I was used to having, uh, even like, you know, just coming home at five, leaving the office at five and water cooler mm-hmm. conversation and interactions with other human beings, not just people on the phone, that all changed. And I just, I, I just didn't like it anymore. Now I'm going to meet my clients. I'm going out to lunches. I just, uh, next Tuesday, I just booked a, a meeting with a a friend of mine who uh, we're going to do some work together, you know? So just getting back to that more human interaction than being a, I'm a 48 years old, you know, when I was tw- in my twenties, smile and dial, we used to say, just, I, I could do that. I could be at a, at a job for eight hours and, but not, not at, at 48. It's just not what you want to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I know I wouldn't change anything, but what, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's looking to open up a gym? Um, I, I I'll, I'll say this because I have that I want you to answer that questions for the gym and the podcast. But I want to tell you what I tell people when <laughs> about the podcast first, because I know how hard it is. I have jokingly told people when they because I get it a lot, and you might get those messages as well. Like, hey, how did you start this, or what what advice would you give? I say, first off, don't start a podcast. That's my first piece of advice. If you want to ignore my advice, then this is what you need to do. And I tell them not to, I say, usually I say, don't do it unless you have a budget for equipment and a budget to do a little bit of advertising because it'll take off faster, it's very difficult. A lot of people don't get past the, the teens and episodes because they, they could have great content. I see some amazing people on podcasts with very few views or downloads and a lot of that is because they don't know how to market it correctly. It's not a build it and they will come. So my, again, jokingly tell people, don't do it. And if you're going to ignore me, then this is how you do it. Make sure you have a budget, make sure. So let, let's talk about the podcast first. Do you get that question? Do people ask you now about the podcasting and what do you do? And what, you know, I wanted to start all of a sudden, everybody had has or wants to do a podcast when they hear that I do mm-hmm. a podcast. So what, what are your thoughts there? What's the advice that you give?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, I think the challenge, and this is good in both direction, academy and podcast, and essentially, I'd probably almost any business, mm-hmm. you know, opening a business, opening, starting a podcast, or starting an academy is extremely easy. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to do it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can record, you know, their voice on the even AirPods, like yeah. I have it in right now, record it to their phone. You know, yeah. most of the software right now will clean it up nicely. And if you if you have something to say, the podcast is in play, right? And it, But but the difficulty comes in to create engaging content that somebody will listen to, right? It, it, even if you even if you have the most amazing movie in the world, if nobody watches it, you're going to make zero dollars, right? And if you look at this, so I, it, similar to Academy, the podcast, I think it can be taken in the two different directions. One, it could be pure entertainment for me. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping myself busy. I love it. This is a hobby. You get to talk you to know, famous life people. Life is good that's it life is good right and i i can care less whether it generates a cent and prong two or approach two would be we're actually going to have these conversations and we're going to generate some money we're going to treat this as a business now there's a very different conversation because now it's not only about the content but now it's also about sales now you have to convert these people and somehow make money and there are various ways how you can make money via podcast we don't have to get into that but the point is Unless those dollars are coming in, unless the revenue is being seen, it means nothing. Yeah. Right. So, you know, do you want to have a podcast? I always say go for it. But who's going to listen to it? Right. How are you going to have people listen to it? And right now, there's millions of people having podcasts. Everybody has their own podcast. I mean, like, you know, but there's only five. Like in Jiu Jitsu, like, you know, when I look at Jiu Jitsu stats and, and excuse me, and the most popular podcasts, there are some well-established podcasts and they are fading out. Yeah. You know, these guys are no longer doing it. And really, there's like five good podcasts that I would really engage with. One and I would awesome really one. kind of listen to. <laughs> What's that? Say again.
1: There's one awesome one.
2: <laughs> yeah, the role radio. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, <laughs> stole, he stole yeah. the yeah. joke. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So it's like, th- those are the questions that I would be asking. Yeah. And th- those are the answers or advice I would be giving. Yeah. And similar with the academies, you know, I look, I just recently had a, somebody um, asking me questions and asking for advice who, who is looking to open an academy and kind of venture into that, into, into those opportunities, you know, and, and, and my advice is pretty much always the same. There's two ways to do this. You can open a club mm-hmm. or you can open a jujitsu business. Yeah. Who is this nothing for are you?
0: In- is it for yourself? Or is it, exactly. is, it a, is it a business?
2: And, and there is no shame. There is zero shame of having a very small studio, 300 square feet with, with, with mats and, and, and 10 buddies training with yeah. you. There's no shame. And you can even charge those buddies so you break even. You don't have to pay for the lease or you, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. But that's not a business. Yeah. A business is something that's profitable. right? And in order for it to be profitable, you have to provide service. So you have to provide a product. And in for in order for you to provide a product, you need to have a facility. What do people need? What are they going to be paying for? Now, now we are getting into very different yeah. things. Now we get into client relationships. We're getting into um you know providing services. Now we're talking about billing, and now we're talking about revenues, we're talking about, you know, all the other things that take place to really run the operational business. Yeah. You know, and, and and those are two different routes. And in my mind, there's nothing in between. Either you run a business or you run a club and you have to pick it black and white, which one yeah. you want to do. And again, there's no yeah. right or wrong. They're just two different paths. Yeah. You know, so there's plenty of clubs, plenty of clubs, all around the country, all around everywhere where you guys are in Florida, where I am, plenty of clubs. But there's handful, handful of true jujitsu academies who are run as a business. You know, and yeah. those are very clearly visible. You visit them and you're like, damn, this is different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know one of my co-hosts, we started out with a round table of like five people. And I won't say who asked me, but one of my co-hosts was asking me about starting kind of like he he was asking me questions that led me to believe that he wanted to do his own podcast, which we said, hey, you know, we can absolutely help. Uh, When I started going through the numbers of what I was spending between boosting on Instagram and Facebook in the beginning, you know, printing T-shirts, getting signage done, buying the mics, once I gave him kind of the whole rundown. He was just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that you were putting that kind of money into this. Now I told him, look, we can shoot, you can shoot in our studio, you know, pay the crew, pay Bo, you know, we'll just do it for you. Uh, And even again, uh, now some people, like you said, you could just do it yourself, get StreamYard and start recording. My, uh, where I host my website called Podbeam, um, they have a, you could just record right from the app. You could sit down with somebody and record. You know, you could do Mm -hmm. two lapel mics, that's 20 bucks. You've got your phone already, download the app, it's free. Pay the monthly Podbeam at you know 20, 30 bucks, and you could put out a podcast tomorrow. But again, you know, are you gonna look at it as a business? Are you gonna do a logo? You know, are you gonna are do are you going to eventually, you know, do video and and are you gonna have a YouTube channel? I had that mm-hmm. that was a piece of advice. I knew it was we always knew we were gonna do video, but I had a friend who had a podcast that he probably did get maybe 20 episodes out and he stopped. It wasn't a jujitsu podcast. But when I asked him for his advice, he said. He didn't do videos. I wish I would have done video from the beginning. It was a very funny podcast. The video would have emphasized the humor, uh-huh. seeing the people talking and the interactions between, because his was like a very large podcast. He'd have like five or six people, and they were just kind of telling jokes and making them fun of each other. And it was just a group of friends, and it was great, but he didn't have the video element that would have
1: really supported Well, You, that, also, so. got the, you also got the best model out there, which is Joe Rogan, uh, yeah. who has been doing video from day one. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that was smart because yeah. he knows people want to see this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's a talk show. Yeah. That's pure in your car. You're, you know, somewhere where you just can't have video available. Yeah. But if you have video available, you're going yeah, to a, watch it. It's a different yeah. beast. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we talk a lot. We're talking about video and content. Uh, I saw that you posted recently. You Is this your first BJJ Fanatics video that you filmed?
2: Yeah, this weekend. Congratulations. I privilege to, Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I um you know I had to I had the privilege of hanging out with the BJJ Fanatics guys this weekend. Um we shot um you know 2 hour series. Um you know I think it's going to be really really interesting to see it. Um you know specifically it's focusing on a sit up guard. As far as I know there's nothing on BJJ Fanatics on sit up guard specifically. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be very unique. Um, I'm looking forward to the finished product when, as that as that comes out in the next couple of weeks. How did that come about? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Yeah, it's it's always it's always the you know it's always interesting to be in a position where where you know I look at this as as in a way recognition. Like there's few things like being on on. Being on BJJ fanatics, it's it's kind of recognition for instructors. Being being on BJJ dummies is like awesome. Like <laughs> you know you made it. You know what I mean. And, and so there's those few things that like you you want to check off of your list. You know what I mean. So um it, it was it was great hanging out with those guys. Great um definitely professional crew. Yeah. You know and and it was um it was nice shooting with them. You know despite all the stuff that I'm doing on my own side um, it it, it was great to have that experience.
0: Yeah. Do you come up? Is it something they approach you and say, Hey, we like those videos and that content. We want you to come talk about that subject or do they let you pick your subject?
2: So it was a conversation. It was a conversation. We talked about, you know, they, they are very free flowing. Um, they, they let you choose what you want, but I wanted to make sure that we produce something that is a value. Right. So um, if there's already, you know, 30 different instructionals on passing the guard, mm. there's no point of adding a 31st one, you know. So And so it happens that sit-up guard is one of the things that I love. Um, you know, I think I have a very unique way of approaching sit-up guard from a gravity perspective. middle of the fact that we named gra- uh, uh, gravity is your friend. Um, so it's all about, you know, you being pulled down and you falling versus somebody yanking you down. So it's a slightly different way of thinking about it um you know we'll we'll, we'll see how the finished product comes out and I, I hope it's going to benefit you know the students out there and 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 you know they if if i can contribute in a small way then let it be
0: do they give you an eta on on launch on, on when you'll go
2: live? i'm still waiting for that it's so fresh that we literally shot this three days ago so oh okay um, that's that new literally this weekend the last weekend like we, we yeah. this is tuesday it, i was saturday i was boston so um, uh, and it, it's so fresh that there was no specific ETA by what I understand is going to come also. That's cool.
1: Yeah. They're, they're indexing video at this point. They're not even editing yet. What's that? They're indexing. They're, they're figuring out all oh, the blocks like the, the, of video. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where are we going to cut? Yeah. No, yeah. well, no. What's, what's there, you know, all the blocks naming everything. And then, then they start editing. So
0: we, we talked about your channel. Tell everybody your, your, uh, YouTube channel. We'll make sure we put it in the, in the, uh, in the description as well. But you've you, you got your YouTube, and then you've got the website. Give both of those uh, those names out.
2: Yeah, so if you generally look for R-O-L with an apostrophe above <laughs> the O, you'll find it, okay? Everything is co-branded and that way. Let's tell so everybody, if you,
0: you hold down – I know on a Mac it does this. I don't know, on a if, PC. you hold you down hold the O, a, bu- a bunch of symbols seven. will pop up, or, yeah, or pop yeah. up, and I know I just hit it with yeah. my mouse, and you just use yeah. the – the lowercase o with the line over it—that's the r o t v. the
2: tilde. Exactly. well. that's you, you the, can... the
0: Spanish one. Is like the is like the accent mark going up. I don't know what it's called when it's just the flat.
1: Oh, the flat one. Yeah.
0: Is that yeah, an um? Yeah. That's not so an it's...
1: umlaut, is it? I no, the umlaut. Is I feel the two like dots. that goes
0: back to like Viking, like Viking. <laughs> days, right? like, when I see it, I don't know. I wasn't even making a joke. I'm like, I feel like that's like Viking, Roll. you know, early like uh, English. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. You
2: know, yeah, medieval times. in yeah, just- general, when you if you look for Roll TV on YouTube, it will pop up right away. You can mm-hmm. also look for my last name, and it will pop up right away. You know, um, so Roll TV. You know, the website. If you want to go to the paid content, the subscription content, it's rollacademy.tv Academy um, and then you know, our our podcast is Their Roll Radio. So keeping keeping it pretty simple.
0: So now let's get into some conversation. There's two things I wanted to talk about before I let you go. Competition. Do you have you competed and do you encourage your, your students to compete?
2: Yeah, it is such an interesting topic, in my opinion. Um, simply because of this continuously growing divide in jiu-jitsu community between competition jiu-jitsu and self-defense jujitsu, mm. you know. Um and, and so first let me answer the first part of the question. I you know, I competed early on in my jujitsu jujitsu journey um it, i was unfortunate to 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 have some major injuries knee injuries which at that point this was pre academy pre this mm-hmm. is when i was in corporate um, you know i had it, there were some major things that happened um and i had to make some tough decisions whether i want to continue jiu jitsu or you know i want to take the risk and the risk were, at that time the risk was not worth um the return that i would be getting so um i think this was a first point this was around the brand the late brown belt um this was like a first pivot point where i start converting into um more of the hands-on help everybody around me versus me being the one um in a in in this very selfish way I, i need to train to perform um you know so that stage began somewhere around that time um, you know, and now, you know, as I find myself in the, in, in the instructor role in and in a coaching role, you know, I have some students who do compete. Um, you know, I do have some students who have zero interest to compete. You know, I have some students who are purely, you know, I have some students who are literally 70 years old and they don't even want to talk about competition, you know, and, and for obvious reasons, Yeah. but I think our competition in general is such a unique unique experience that is not necessary for everybody. Should everybody do it? I think they should try it. I think everybody should do it at least once. If you were to ask me when they should do it, I think they should do it early on when they're a white belt, um, you know, perhaps blue belt or they are kind of later coming into this. But if you don't do it, life is good. It it, it continues. There's more to jujitsu than just competition. There's no more than winning and losing. However, competition is like a midterm. You are you are checking your skill against somebody you've never met, against somebody who you've never trained with, you know. So it is an important component um that everybody should explore. Yeah.
0: Now, so my second question was going to be about promotions and do you tie mm-hmm. do you tie promotions to well, do you have kind of if you're competing, you're gonna kind of be on this time track for bell promotions versus somebody like me who is a hobbyist i'm proud to be a hobbyist i've i did some competing up until i had a heart attack i did one more competition after heart attack and i realized that my cardio just wasn't going to be there my heart just pumps at four stints it just pumps ridiculously fast and hard even just as i start to kind of uh it, it gets started really quick when i start to run or start to roll I have to control it. I have to really control my. It. It's very difficult. So I train. I would love to do it again now that I'm not working or not working for somebody else, where I have more time and see if I can get that under control and compete. But is there a track for somebody that's uh, a competition, uh, you know, training jujitsu for competition and somebody who's that hobbyist? Right. Because I get different answers okay. uh, about that a lot.
2: Yeah. Let's before we get into the direct answer on that question, it was really important to talk about is how do you measure jiu-jitsu you know it, it, you know you, you get in a water and stuff swimming laps it's very easy your time at boom You first you second you last doesn't matter boom mm. there it is there's this is your result you run you do the same thing you play checkers or chess the same thing there's one winner there's one loser in jiu-jitsu itself it, it is very difficult to measure especially for those who don't compete right even in a competition stage you have some you have the world champions showing up and they are mentally checked out and they don't compete and they, they don't perform so in general the progress in jiu jitsu is extremely difficult to measure and that's because mostly one our brains work differently we are two different individuals there's a lot of interpretation that takes place troubleshooting and so on two there is a physical component to all of this which means our body are different You know if 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 i'm 180 and 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 you're 200 you know we are just different people you know and then if somebody is you know six six and the other one is five one there are different bodies right and all that matters right so measuring jujitsu is almost impossible so the only way in my mind at least to measure jujitsu is to measure to a previous version of yourself, somebody that you were mm-hmm. yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, and a year ago. And this puts complexity on promotions. Why? Well, because I'll give you even an example um, that literally happened recently. I had a very young man, um, 17, 18 years old, um, who has some um, disability. He, 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 there, there, is, there, there is a gap in the way how he processes information. It doesn't take away from his jiu-jitsu. He's been on the mat for three years. And at some point, you know, he earned his belt. He earned. He has to get promoted. Now, is he the same guy that competes at Worlds at the blue belt level and, 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 and mops the floor with everybody? No, absolutely not. But it's, it's very important to acknowledge that not everybody is going to be a world champion. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to perform to the highest physical abilities. And yet, there are some of the guys who don't compete and they are sharper than some of the guys who do. And that does not take away from them. So with all of this in mind, most of the instructors, whether they acknowledge or not, most of the instructors have a challenge on their hands when to promote somebody and when not to promote somebody. And in my mind, if you take if you look at a student from a progression perspective, you are a competitor. You want to compete. Well, this is what's expected of you. You need to continue growing. You need to continue performing at a certain level. And that will be reflected with your promotions. Now, if you have no competition desires, or maybe there, there are some other challenges in your life that are completely out of your control, it would be unfair to compare you to somebody who competes, right? So I think everybody has their own individual path. And, and promotions are such a unique way of, one, rewarding, but two, motivating people. You know, and, and 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 I don't think it's a cookie cutter. I don't think it's I, I don't think it's all about time. I don't think it's all about just the skill. There are other life skills that are really important. Darker the belt gets, I'm looking for things like leadership. I'm looking for things like ability to teach, ability to relay information, and be a good training partner. You know, it, it is very easy for purple belt to demolish a white belt. But it's extremely difficult for a purple belt to roll with the white belt when the white belt feels hungry and motivated. Now that's a different level of purple mm-hmm. belt. You know, and these skills are very visible when we train, you know, and some of these things drive, you know, a big driver, you know, for these individuals to get promoted, you know. And I think one of the other things that is often not talked about. So often we talk about things like how long you've been training, how often do you train, you know, how many barren bolos you can do, you know, flying triangles, do you even, can you even get off the ground, you know, things of that nature. But nobody talks about conversations that take should take place between instructor and a student. Hey, listen, you coming up to that blue belt, you coming up to that purple belt, this is what's expected. This is what I think you need to get here. Now see, now there's no blur lines. There's no, oh, I didn't know. There's no, oh, he got it, but I didn't. You know, if the clear conversations take place between an instructor and a student, now one, instructors clearly communicating what's expected and what the student should be working on. And the student has no excuse at this point not to do what's expected of them, right? And I think if that open channel of communication takes place, one, it motivates the student. Two, it gives them a goal to continue driving, whether it's competition or non-competition, it doesn't matter. They have a goal and they can continue working on it to get themselves better and ultimately to be rewarded when the time is right towards those belts and with the hope that at some point they will receive the black belt, even though that might be a very, very long path for some.
0: Yeah. Have you ever had anybody Tell you, like, maybe, you know, they're coming up on a promotion. They know they're coming up on a promotion and said, coach, not ready. Faster. Yeah. Give me some more time. Have you ever had that happen? What's yeah. that conversation yep. like?
2: Uh, it's not your choice.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I heard that a lot. That's I mean, a simple answer, but it's to a simple I mean, question. That, that's.
2: Yeah, it is, is. It, it it is because, and I'll tell you why, and this is no, I don't mean disrespect to anybody, okay? Mm-hmm. It is, I never felt ready for any of my belts, including my black belt, and I knew it was coming. Yeah. I had a conversation with my instructor. They said, boom, on this day, you better be here because it's going to be waiting for you, and you better be, you better stand in front of the mirror and prepare your speech because you're doing it, right? It, it is what it is, but the point is this, and this is a very good exercise that anybody can do. Record yourself on a video, roll it. And then before you watch the video, replay the same role in your head and then watch the video. And I am sure that what you think happened is not necessarily what really took place. So what does this mean? That means that our perception of ourselves Mm -hmm. is very skewed of what instructor might see. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. yeah your like instructor you, your instructor looks beyond how you feel when you're getting smashed. You know, like when, 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 I have, when I see two students, like hypothetically 200 and 100 pounders, there's a big weight difference, big straight difference. Maybe there's a gender difference, like two rolling together, and the poor girl is getting smashed on the bottom. You know, my assumption is, oh, yeah, she's going to get smashed. But what I do want to know is she's looking for small spaces. Is she looking for loopholes? Is she looking? It's not that she's getting smashed. That's obvious. But is she looking to escape the way how she should be looking in space? And if she does, that's a maturity point. That's a point that she, even though there's a disadvantage of strength, power, and weight, she is still maturing in Jiu-Jitsu. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So just because we feel like life sucks right now, it doesn't mean that we suck at Jiu-Jitsu. That's a big difference and I'm telling you do this for yourself record yourself role. I like that suggestion and then before you before you watch the video, this is the important part before you watch the video, really replay it in your mind. see what happened create anchor points and then look at the video and I'm pretty sure that you know what you think happened is not necessarily what was happening like it, it is it is very different. Our mind plays plays mindsets like I, I had these when my students compete, I always tell them. Make sure that somebody records it. Make sure somebody. Then we're gonna talk about it, you know. And, and and often, sometimes it's like, oh, he did blah 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 blah. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Fast forward a minute two and forty three seconds. No, he didn't.
1: That was another guy. That was another guy. Flying
2: triangle,
1: man!
0: I caught him in the, it. There's a video right now on. Uh, there's a black belt too. Uh, a black belt trying to throw up a flying triangle, and he literally just like slips off this guy and falls and falls on the ground. And the guy, the the opponent could have capitalized and like just jumped on him. He didn't kind of let him up. I think he was so surprised at what just happened. This guy just tried to like, it just slipped right off me. It was like no technique involved. There was no connection. He didn't have an arm. He didn't have the sleeves of the gi. It was, he just like grabbed him behind the head and tried to throw up this triangle. So it's kind of funny. He's like, he tells that story. It could just sound like, Hey, I threw this flying triangle and I kind of missed it versus like, I didn't do anything right. None of this was technically Mm -hmm. sound. You know, none of
2: this was, was what it was I, supposed I threw to myself
1: like a bar of butter at him, you know. <laughs> I slid off the you know, But these things,
2: always, these things happen all the time, yeah. you know, because we are so Im- emerged in a situation, you know. I'm trying to open the guard, and his legs are so strong, blah, blah, blah. And, like, my question number one, did you have posture? Well, yeah, I did. So how come you're leaning forward? That's not a posture. You know what I mean? But when we are... When we are drowning in this situation, anxiety, you know, our mind is working overtime and we're trying to troubleshoot things that might be out of our control, we don't think about these fundamental things. This is what I often talk about in my classes or my seminars is understand why. If you can understand why things happen, you are more than halfway to success.
1: Yeah.
2: Why? The mechanics. It's not that he's stronger. He might be stronger, but that's not the reason. You know, he, he might be heavier. That's fine, but that's not a reason. The mechanics are mechanics. If he's off balance, he will fall. If he's leaning too far forward, gravity will pull him down unless there is a post. That's a reason. And, and understanding these things, it's critical to our success, you know? So we have tools around us that often we don't use. And gravity is number one of them.
0: You know, so, what, what's funny as you're talking about that, I'm I'm sitting, I started to sit up straighter. And in my mind, I'm replaying, <laughs> I'm replaying how it was rolling yesterday. And I'm just like, because I'll like pick a point if I'm in somebody's guard, I try to look at the ceiling. I was taught very early on to like look up. So you're talking, and I just found myself going like this. <laughs> just start to look
2: you're up.
1: Hunchback of
2: Nostradamus. <laughs> I started too. to play a role in my head from last night. The posture is one of the most interesting things in, 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 in jiu jitsu in my mind. You know, I often say, I often say this if you want to really posture, if you want to have a very strong posture, Take a light bulb, screw it in right over your head, and then look up at it. Yeah, <laughs> and that changes everything. Yeah. You're not looking forward; you're always looking above you. Yeah. And and it's it's a very hip engagement. They're very different hip hip engagement and definitely different posture. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, uh, I see how you're popping your chest. Yeah, yeah I, I did. I think you were <laughs> and I just found myself.
0: I I, I was listening to you, but. In my mind I just went back to last night being in somebody's garden. I just started to go like that. And and that's, that that's when man. you know you're addicted. You know, you hear somebody talking and you're just like now you're working on your own stuff in your head. Uh Professor You have listen, no idea man. how many
2: times you have no idea how many times I'm on a treadmill? like I'm at in, in the gym at the treadmill or whatever and I'm running and I start thinking about like troubleshooting Jujitsu and then I trip and I fell off the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like pre-pandemic. People laugh yeah. I'm like what is wrong with that guy? How you, do you, you fell off the treadmill? It's you, like, you, you have go no to, idea you, you, you almost
0: life. do the move like you move you're you're you're, you're yeah. doing the move in your head. It's like falling yeah. when you're sleeping or and then you tangle your a feet punch together. When you when you yeah. have your dream and you punch something and then you move, I get that that happens. Sometimes I actually have to not think about it like I have to kind of like listen to music or watch something else or watch a video. Like I can't be in my own head cause I will do the same thing. It's like, ah, yep. you know, you fall to the You can't do two sports you know at the same there, time.
1: All of us. You can't do two athletic things, different things at the same time. Like you can't think to one and thing, do the though, other. Man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Professor, let me give you a minute to, uh, to shout out any of your sponsors. Make sure le- let's give everybody, uh, your handles. Uh, where can they find the podcast? YouTube. I know you said just Google roll, but God, take a minute if you got anybody you want to shout out, please. Uh, this is your time.
2: Yeah, I mean, no sponsors on my part. Listen, if you guys want to hear great stories from other black belts and, and really some of the old school guys, more particularly their true stories, their they're life stories, you know, check out the Raw Radio podcast. I mean, that you know, we we there every single week, we have good conversations, they are good lessons. You know, good good points of engagement off the mat, right? So I think overall, general, in general, jujitsu is not only on the mat. If you only training and checking, checking out, you cutting yourself short. There's more to jujitsu than that. You know, stimulating yourself, pockets is one of the ways. You know, video content is definitely another way. If you if you like what I do, uh, check out YouTube channel. That's one. If you want a little bit more in depth content, take a look at Roll. Um, I'm sorry, the uh, the Roll Academy uh, dot That's my online platform. And then BJJ Fanatics is coming out soon with with a sit-up guard. So that's going to be available. I'm most present as far as social media on Instagram. Um, uh, it's RoginskiBJJ uh, Put it in notes. I'm not even spelling that. That's-
0: <laughs> I'll give it to everybody. I'll get it out there. We're gonna put it on screen. Cool. We we always put it on screen uh, before uh, when you're when you're doing your shout out So. Again, listen, Professor, hang on for a second with us, but thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. If you're ever down in Miami, I, I always love to offer, you know, an in-house visit. Come on and do the show in-house. Uh, we'll sit down together and we'll talk a little bit about jiu I'll
2: definitely take you up on it.
0: All righty. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, man.
2: Thanks, man. Thank you,
0: Thomas. Thank you. All right. Very cool. Thank you, Professor. Appreciate you for joining us. Let's do a little housekeeping, Bo. A uh, shout-out to our Patreon podcast patrons including our, our newest sponsors, our newest gym sponsors, Carlson Gracie Winterhaven in Winterhaven, Florida. CGWinterhaven.com at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven on Instagram. Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Lauderdale down here in Florida, in South Florida. Carlson Gracie Broward County.com at Carlson Gracie Broward County on Instagram. AJ. John Way Martial Arts in Plantation in South Florida. Uh, johnwaymartialarts.com dot com at JohnWayMartialArts on IG you got great content. Check out their IG.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, thank you to Jerabiah, Jebediah. Je- yeah. Je- what did I say? Jerabiah. Je- Jerabiah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> awesome. Yep. And he just yep. he just uh, did a little bit of a bigger sponsor. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it was probably Jeb, right? Jebediah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Robert Walker, Frank House, Boa Athletics. Check them out on IG, at BOA underscore athletics. Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tavar, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. Thank you guys Chuck, for all your
1: support. Chuck started following me on yeah. Instagram. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: You get, you'll get you get some great uh so He'll share some really funny posts.
1: Now we're going to lose them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you'd like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu Dummies. Uh, if you join us, you'll be automatically entered into a $100 jujitsu swag drawing every single month. Uh, if you're a listener who submitted questions, you go into that pool as well. Um, if you give us a, a topic on the show that we use, you're all thrown into that pool and we give away $100 worth of fight back CBD, podcast tees, flow and rolls, jumped in uh, once in a while and done some geese and things like that. So join us. Uh, you can join for as little as $5 a month. Check out at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. You can donate to our scholarship program, which you're going to be taking over from the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation. We're going to close that, but do them ourselves. It's just going to make things a little bit easier for us to not only raise money, but to actually award them. So, you know, we're going to concentrate on one-year scholarships to veterans, first responders, amazing kids, uh, the kids of veterans and first responders, you know, people that are really doing some amazing things in their communities. All right. You can check out the podcast store at jujitsudummies.shop, dummies.shop. Get 15% off with code JJD. Ranked rash guards, tees, backpacks, coffee mugs. Free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. We want to thank the We Defy Foundation for all their support and all they do for the jiu-jitsu or the veteran and jiu-jitsu community. Uh, they provide therapeutic relief to disabled combat veterans through jiu-jitsu. Check them out at We Defy Foundation on Instagram. And you can donate anytime at WeDefyFoundation.org. Uh, I want to go back and also mention flow and roll again, right? Flow and roll. You can get 40% off with code JJD. They've also got hit the drop down, They've also got a little store that they're starting for us on their website. So we have a there right now. So our official podcast T by flow and roll, uh, you can buy that now and you can also get a discount uh, at fight back CBD, get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. Thank you to Justin and his crew. They've been with us since the very beginning. We've been giving away uh, uh, CBD, a couple of bottles per episode. Uh, Sometimes we'll do them to the podcast patrons as well. But again, if you submit a question, you've got a shot at either the CBD or a podcast tape. All right. I'm at Uncle Milty on Instagram. Thank you, everybody, watching, listening. We appreciate all the support. Peace, love, and jujitsu, baby. Ooh. (laughs) Osss. <laughs>